What's going on, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you use the GTD affiliate link, which you can find in the bio or on our website, gtdsports.com, you can sign up for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee and save up to 70%. You can connect up to six devices simultaneously. It's available on Windows, iOS, basically whatever platform you use. I use NordVPN myself, so make sure to check out the affiliate link on our website. This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Vanell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. Today is Tuesday, September 14th. We just wrapped up week one of NFL football, and boy, it was a good one. It was everything we could have hoped for. My eyes were just glued to the TV. I didn't move at all, basically, Sunday. I'm sure Elijah can say the same. But we're going to talk about NFL and a bit more. But before we get into that, make sure you guys check out all of our social medias. We are at GTD underscore sports, except for TikTok. We are at GTDsports.com. Uh, personally, you can find us at Ryan Vanell 8 and at Elijah Span 19. Uh, if you want to keep up with our picks, we just recently joined Tally Site. It is a program. It works with media organizations such as ourselves. And we're going to be posting our picks on Tally Site. It lets us make graphics and everything. It'll make everything a lot easier uh, for you guys as well to keep up with our picks. So check us out on Tally Site. And last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter. You can find that at the bottom of our website, and you'll get email notifications on all new podcast episodes and things like that. We have a lot going on at GTD Sports right now. We are in somewhat of a transition period, I'd say, kind of moving towards the, uh, the GTD Sports Network is officially underway. We have multiple podcasts now up on our site, uh, ours included, Going the Distance Podcast, of course, the Blanket Coverage Podcast, Unexpected Value, hosted by Elijah here, and also the Betting on the Rocks Podcast. So we are soon going to be adding a hockey podcast on the network, so stay tuned for that. A lot of big things coming, but... Today's all about football. Again, it's football season. We're probably going to be sticking to football for the most part, but today, especially after week one, we're going to hit football hard. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about our highlight and low light from this weekend, just to, as we always start off our Tuesday episodes, get a little bit into our personal life. So Elijah, I'm going to hand it off to you. What is your highlight of the weekend? Um, highlight would definitely be that just football is just back, and I got to... Not only enjoy it a whole Sunday, but also a whole Saturday. Week two of college football actually wasn't terrible like I thought it was going to be. Turned out to be a lot of good matchups, so that was nice. And then Sunday, um, ordered wings, and I drank beer and didn't move for eight hours. And uh, that was good. And also, too, um, not only was it a good Sunday, it was a good Monday night primetime game. That Monday night, did you watch that game? No, the Monday night game, bro? Ravens? Yeah, Raiders, that was a good-ass game. I'm so upset. I tried to take – I wanted to take Raiders' money line, but I ended up backing out at the last second. So mm-hmm. it, it'd be like that. 
Yeah, you can't do that. No, especially, I mean, I don't know why. I just had a feeling just because the Ravens injury problems and everything like that. I don't know. I really thought we would get it going. I'm handling, I'm doing a couple Twitter DMs too right now. Um, And then, yeah, dude, but that game was so good. I mean, I thought that the Raiders are going to blow it when Dar- when Carr had that uh, pick at the goal line. And then... And oh, dude, and then in the, the in the end too, they had a what was it? I forgot the exact play call. Um, dude, the field it was goal? like second and fourteen. They almost set up for a field goal, but they ended up going for the touchdown. Like that, whenever Derek Carr was on one foot, bro, like lofting it up, I, I was I had a heart attack. I thought it was another interception. I thought he was throwing it away, and then well, it was just he was just wide open. Um, I thought it was crazy uh, that that Gruden literally got away by he won the game by fucking up because he sent Darren Carlson out too late. <laughs> like, like in my, in my mind that that was such an egregious fuck up. And the fact that like they tried to send out the special teams unit with 20 seconds left on the play co- clock that Gruden did this as a head game so that he could get the, the uh, what's it called? Delay game penalty, move five yard backs act like he was going to run and then seal the game that way. Like it was that stupid to where I, my brain is starting to work in the reverse way. And maybe this was all some mastermind plan. Isn't Gruden the highest paid high head coach right now? I think so. Hey, you know, it's that mastermind at work. <laughs> I don't probably not, but <laughs> it was not, that was a really, that was a really good game. It was really entertaining. Great, great yeah. start from Monday night football. Yeah. Did you watch the, the Manning cast either? I did. I I did. That's the only thing I watched. I didn't watch the normal really? uh, Monday Night Football broadcast. Yeah, it wasn't as entertaining as I thought. What did you think about it? So I liked it, but I didn't like. So it was definitely they made it different because it wasn't the main broadcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so like there was like no updates per se. It was kind of just them talking the whole time. No, there was there was no play by play whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so that kind of threw me off, and then. I f- did not like how they were on the corner or on the sides of the screen, like Zoom style. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that looked kind of lazy. I thought it, it looked kind of lazy. It did. It did. But um, at the same time, Peyton Manning did have like that whole big ass studio thing in ESPN. Like he had a whole official studio. Yeah. So I don't know. But they don't want to go to the games, I think is their deals. They don't want to like make have to actually work travel. at the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they weren't I, even together. No. Yeah, they were literally separate. So yes, and the Zoom thing made it look like they like talked over each other a couple times too, which kind of was awkward. But I don't know. I just didn't. I ended up going back to the regular broadcast just because, like, I don't know. The thing was fucking my eyes. I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I do like part of the like reason I really like normal broadcasts too is you can be doing shit like you can just like check your phone and then you'll hear the play-by-play broadcaster be like oh and there's a first down or something and you you look look up up. like but like there was literally nothing it was just conversation too and at one point Travis Kelsey was on like as a guest and it was kind of unorganized because uh Kelsey was telling a story and then out of nowhere Peyton just goes okay hold that thought Travis we're going to commercial and then just cuts away like it just did not look very rehearsed and or planned or anything, but I thought it was entertaining to say the least. I mean, it's just because yeah. it's Peyton Manning, it's Eli Manning. I'm always going to find that entertaining. I liked when they had Ray Lewis on and they talked about like Eli when he was a rookie and he pointed at Ray Lewis and he was like, that's the mic. That's the mic. And Ray Lewis goes, that's the mic. <laughs> like I never, I never saw uh, Ray Lewis on there. I guess I missed that part. Uh, I guess you, yeah. I saw it was um, when Kelsey and Russell Wilson were on there. 
Okay. But now, um, I think that this is probably just a precursor till ESPN finally just dumps a billion dollars into Peyton Manning's backyard so he can finally do Monday Night Football and save that booth because it's a travesty of what that booth is. Dude, they would probably dump a billion fucking dollars into a Manning and Manning type show like a regular show, you know? I guarantee yeah. that would be fantastic for ratings too. Everybody oh, would want to watch it. I would want to watch it. I'm pretty sure most people watch the Manning broadcast over the regular. I wonder what the the actual like official numbers are on it. Numbers were? Yeah. I bet you like for it being on ESPN2, it was probably a lot more significant than the regular Monday Night Football numbers. Yeah, I would believe it. What about a yeah. uh, low light of the week? Well, of the week, I would say kind of, kind of like on a sad note, Norm Macdonald passed away. Comedian, uh, he was in Happy Gilmore. He was one of Happy Gilmore's drunk friends. No, you didn't know that? Yeah, he passed away today. That's um, really sucked. Yeah, so um, legendary comedian. Um, his all of his scenes in Happy Gilmore because he's just supposed to play like a drunk idiot. He said he actually did get drunk because he didn't really care. <laughs> and it, Adam Sandler was his friend, you know, so he could just like do whatever he wanted to, and he would just get hammered and then do his scenes for Happy Gilmore. Dude, I feel like being Adam Sandler's friend would be your set for life, bro. He does all of his movies with whoever he wants to. Like he always yeah. has his group of friends, and then he just chooses one of the hottest female actresses at the time to be his love interest of the movie, and then boom, it's a blockbuster film. Like that's the Adam Sandler recipe. Yeah, Adam Sandler's probably up there for, like, best friend in the world. Yeah, like, literally. He always hooks him up. Uh, but uh, my highlight of the week, uh, football-themed, of course, is, well, other than just, you know, NFL being back as a whole, but my Cincinnati Bengals won a fucking football game. They did it. It was in overtime. I don't care how they got it done, but they fucking did it. They're 1-0, and and I'm – I'm honestly under the illusion. We're going to the Super Bowl. It's over, okay? Bengals are going 17-0. and We're going to the Super Bowl. All of my teams won this weekend. Sky's TCU won. Yeah, sky's the limit, bro. Arsenal won. Bengals won. It was a good weekend of sports for me. But my low light kind of feeds into it is uh, that post-Sunday night depression at like 10, 11 p.m. Whenever you're like, God damn, I really have not done anything for the past 12 hours. I avoided all my responsibilities and just indulged in as much football as humanly possible. Yeah, Sunday scaries are definitely more real during football season. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it's, when they hit. Because, like, it's not – Sunday scaries during football season don't become scary until, like, 11 o'clock, which is the scariest time to be to have the Sunday scaries. Yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, because you'll be like, yeah, if you have homework or something, you'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do my homework after the, the noon games, after the first set of games. I'll get some done. And then, and then you're like, you're like Cleveland Bra like Browns Chiefs. Yeah, you sit up to do your work, but then you like hear the theme song come on. You're like, uh, I mean, how bad? I'll do it after this game. I'll do it after You'll this have game. your laptop in your lap, yeah. and you'll be like, <laughs> looking at the TV, and then it finally gets to a point where like you look down, the screen's been blank for like 20 minutes. You're like, fuck it. You just close it and put it on the coffee table, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're just checking your fantasy lineup or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the above are applicable. It's a, it's a never-ending cycle, dude. Can't help cycle. it, but I fucking love it. It's the circle of life. It really is. It really is. Oh, before we get into any other football, 
uh, or any other of our official week one takeaways, we got to talk about our fantasy football league. The, uh, yeah. the GTD Podcasters Fantasy League is is under, or I don't know how I'm trying to word this. It's in full swing. It's in full swing right now. We're going. We had our week one matchup here. I'm actually going to pull up uh, the visual of our matchup against Fancock Sports. I got to do the loop, loop, click a couple buttons. All right. So as you can see, we absolutely tore it up this week. We dropped 186.26 points in a full point PPR league, which before Monday night, bro, we were winning by like 50 something. And then they had Darren Waller and Marquise Brown drop 46 points. Just them. Dude, that kind of scared me for a second. Dude, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, no way we're about to lose like this. No way. But one thing I did want to point out, though, is if you come over to the league and you look at our points. Most most points scored? Most points scored. We would have we would have beat. <laughs> Did you have that ready for whenever I said it? Yeah. I just downloaded <laughs> the app. Wait, it's a I fucking really app. Yeah, you don't have the app? No, what's it called? I need that. Just rap airhorn. Rap airhorn? Dude, that should we need that on the show like full time. Airhorn. <laughs> I love that app. sound. It's my favorite app. Yeah, we fucking we would have beat literally anybody in the league. The only person that got close was one on one FCS, and they would have lost just, to us by four points. Oh, uh, I kind of feel bad for Fancock because they had like the third best um, team. Dude, they, I know. They, Don't they, you they, hate they, when that happens? Yeah, like That's you score why, um, so much, but the matchup fucks you. I've heard of a couple of leagues doing it to where. They have technically two matchups for the each week, and it's your opponent, but you're also playing against um, the median score. So, like, whatever the average score, if you go above it and you beat your opponent, then you go 2-0 and for the week. Oh. Or if you, like, lose to – you play, like, somebody that goes completely off, but you had a good week and you scored more than the average bear, you go 1-1 one and one type beat. That's interesting format. Yeah, I wish I'd – remember to implement that in one of my leagues that I'm commissioner in, but I forgot to, but it's kind of funny though, when it does happen. So it's fantasy football. I figured just roll with it for another season. We did kind of luck out though on this one with uh, what's it called? Mostert getting injured. Cause he was only in the game for a short amount of time, but man, our Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins stack was the best idea we've ever had in the history of ever. Like, yes, fucking please, dude. Yeah. 60 points, just the two of them. They're going to do it yeah. every single week. Yeah, uh, I am I am a bit nervous, though, about Josh Jacobs as our RB2. I mean, he did get the, the he, he did get 17 points. He did get 17, but I don't know. Kenyon Drake got a, got a bit of carries last night. I think I feel good about him because when he did run the ball, he looked, he looked okay. He didn't Josh, look bad. I mean – yeah, but 10 and, carries, 34 yards, that's nothing he's crazy. Gonna get, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns because he's going to be very goal line. He's going to – he's Kenyon Drake is not going to get goal line touches over Jacobs. Probably not. So, I mean, I just don't like relying on touchdowns for running backs. I don't know. It I makes mean, me nervous. It's, it's a hard knock life. Dude, I it's just It's hard knock like, life. Hard knock life. I just feel like when, like, going back to the DeAndre Swift thing, I just feel like he's going to get hurt because he got hurt a lot last year. Andy, yeah. Yeah. He, we'll and he was see. nicked up before he started. Andy might have murdered somebody. 
if you saw that. I did see that, but okay. he's fucking. Uh, he's probably no, he's fine. Not. No, he's he's probably fine when it comes to a murder. Is not what you want to say. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know the whole story, bro. It's just a little report that leaked, you know. No, yeah, but anyway, um, he had like a groin thing going in too. So I just feel like he's, you know. Kind of, I'd be worried about him too, even though he also had a good first week. Plus, he's splitting a lot of carries with Jamal Williams too. Jamal Williams did actually go off. He had like 25 fantasy points as well. Yeah, he's on Dude, the- I love this sleeper uh, feature, how it has like a recap of the week. You know, it says the bench warmer of the week, like who started the best quarterback, who started the best kicker, all this shit. Yeah, this tells you awesome. everything. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I like it. No, nah, dude, sleeper's the way to go. We overachieved our projection by 27%. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Overachiever. That's what you score. like to see. That's what you like to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I think the only thing I'm really nervous about going forward is Terry McLaurin. Now that uh, Ryan Fitzmagic got hurt, I don't know how much I trust Heineke to, to get him the ball. <laughs> well, maybe spin zone. He's going to rely on Terry McLaurin to make plays even more now. So that is that is the thing games. with like backup quarterbacks is they they do tend to rely on veteran receivers a bit more. I mean, but it's just whether or not they can deliver accurate passes. That's true. That's true. I, mean, I haven't seen a lot of Heineke, um, but I mean, I remember Teddy Bridgewater a couple of years ago during uh, Michael Thomas's record-breaking year. He was feeding him the ball just as much as Drew Brees was. So I actually really like uh, Heineke though. I don't know why, but I've always – I just have a good feeling that he's going to pop off. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so because the football team is not going to consider signing Cam Newton because of Heineke. They have Heineke. Dude, it's so weird just hearing the football team still. Yeah, I wonder when that th- name change is going to come. I think they're going to announce it sometime this year. I hope so, dude. They need to do something. I would honestly be okay if they stuck with football team. Really? Yeah, I think it's funny now. I, I mean, I to an extent, yes, I do think it's funny, but I don't know. I mean, it's just so it's so dumb. Every time I see WFT, like their abbreviation, Washington Football Team, my brain, fuck? yeah, my brain <laughs> instantly goes to what the fuck. Like that's that's all I can think about. So it's a bit of a mind fuck. I do like their new logo with the W, even though it kind of resembles Western Michigan a little bit. Yeah, but I think I mean the branding's yeah. fine. I saw a meme um, that said, because you see the sewer pipe bust and cover poop water and all the fans at the Washington football team stadium. No, what? You didn't see that? No. Oh, dude. Did that fucking happen? Yeah, Google it right now. Pull it up. Um, okay, wait. So what yeah, is it? No, this is So a, a pipe busted in the stands and it got all over and it was a sewage pipe and it got over fans. What stadium? At the FedEx. So like the... The football team stadium. All right, you didn't see, see that? I did. I did not see that, bro. What, dude? That sewage. Oh God! Pipe busts over. Is there a video of it? Yeah. Where's the video? Pull it up. Oh my God! I do see it. Yep. Oh boy! All right, give me a sec. I gotta pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole process. Share screen. Chrome tab. Oh, God, here we go. It's on Twitter, so. Okay, so. A pipe burst above the stands at FedEx Field. Not fun for the fans sitting below. Oh! 
Oh no, those people are stoked. Yeah, she's soaked. Oh my god, it's sewage too? Yep. Apparently they all either like got moved to a suite or they got suite tickets or something like that. I was about to say the Washington football team's gotta pay some sort of reparations. That's a lawsuit. That's fucking disgusting, Um, man. But I saw a meme that said Washington fecal team. (laughs) That's pretty good. Enjoyed that a lot. Oh, that's disgusting, dude. I don't like that one bit. I uh, know, but our fantasy team, though, all in all, fantasy team's looking good. Looking forward uh, to it. Who's our next matchup, actually? Our week two matchup is against one-on-one fantasy sports consultants. So they were the second highest performing team last week. So definitely going to – that's going to be a tough matchup. So Just a little, uh, little Chiefs-Ravens matchup. Well, Chiefs Ra- – what do you mean? Like, you know, two of the best teams. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I wouldn't put the Ravens up there. What? I don't know. Last year. I mean, it's uh, whatever in the AFC. Chiefs Bills. Chiefs Bills. There we go. Chiefs Bills. That's what's coming up. Now, but so after week one, uh, we wanted to kind of highlight some of our biggest takeaways from the first week of NFL. Uh, And first things first, there's plenty of takes we could give. Uh, Is that the rap air horn again? Yeah. uh, I closed the phone and, you know. (laughs) <laughs> you should set that as a ringtone or some shit every time you get a text <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you get a phone call it just doesn't stop bah, 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 bah. dude i would love it for you to make it my alarm so that way i just wake up hype as fuck i feel like you would wake up wanting to kill yourself or somebody i mean else. eventually but like for like the first two days you're like wake up fucking <laughs> that horn to me is more like mlg gamer i don't you remember those memes and stuff really MLG gamer memes. No, it would always have that blast horn at the end. I don't know. Good old times. Now, nah, but let's get into let's get into some takes. So, first up, there's plenty of ways we could go about this. I had I wrote mine down. I probably had at least ten different NFL takes that I could have gone through. But these were three of my favorite that I felt most uh, strongly about. So, first things first for me is Matthew Stafford. We have nonstop raved about this pairing, and I don't care. I'm going to continue to talk about it. But Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay will go down as the best quarterback coaching duo since Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Mark my words. It's a bold statement, I know. But who else Who else is in competition with them? I heard somebody say Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur last year, but I mean – that's going to be over soon. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, who else? Who else would be in contention? I mean, I know they've literally only played one week together, so it is a bit of an overreaction. It's just who else so would, you, could you see up there? So you're saying currently they're going to be the best quarterback coach duo? Yes. So well, I mean, since Brady and Belichick. So which has only been a year moved. So like, yeah. It's like well, two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess if you wanted to say like of all time they're going to be up there, that would be an overreaction at this point. But to say like right now in the league for the next two to three years, I wouldn't say you're far off from what we saw Sunday. I mean, they looked kick ass. They did, um, dude. Their opening play, that 67-yard touchdown. Also, just terrible effort by the Patriots – or not the Patriots, the Bears defenders. Yeah, I want to talk about the Bears in a moment. But, yeah, I agree. From what I saw from the Rams, um, I wrote down on my notes that uh, the Rams' offense does look a little different, 
but it looks more Stafford-esque. So they're running out of shotgun a lot more. Um, they, they had a lot more empty backfields than I've ever seen the Rams do. Um, but this is the sta- this is the Stafford Rams offense. Isn't the it might Rams offense. The, the empty backfields might also have to do with the fact that you know they've dealt with injuries. You know Cam Akers and uh, you know Sony Michelle had one carry in the game, which was kind of surprising. That might be they true. Brought him but over. They, they relied on Daryl Henderson a lot last year too, though. They did, yeah. He's just kind of he's just proven not to be a workload type back. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not his role. And they're, the Rams are doing a good job, though, of not forcing that. So, I mean, that, yeah. that might be why they're in shotgun two more. But, yeah, it does seem like they are building towards a Stafford-esque offense, which is exactly what you want to see. Yeah, I'll probably one-up you is that maybe the Stafford-Cup duo might be the, next, the, the most dangerous pairing in the league. Really? You think uh, – I've heard people actually have Robert Woods rated higher than Cooper Cup. Uh-uh. I'd take I'll take Cup over Woods. I would too. I agree, but I was just wondering cuz I think it's it's hard to say because Woods and Cup are so close that I don't know if you know they're going to be taking targets from one another. Yeah. To build like that true duo type relationship with Stafford. It's almost it's almost like Lockett and DK. Yeah, that's actually a good comparison except for like Style-wise, yeah, they're different. two very different. Uh, Cup and Woods are very similar in terms of play style, but Cup is the most dangerous wide receiver after the catch. What one of? Yeah, definitely. Well, if you look at the stats, he's number one. Okay, like yards after catch. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's a lot that goes into it too, not just like straight up yards after catch. There's... Yeah, but probably not like Tyreek and then too, but like Cup is good. Like Stafford Cup might be. At this moment, like the third or fourth best quarterback wide receiver duo in the league, like Kyler D Hop, uh, not number one, but probably Rogers Devontae, number one. Yeah, right except now. for except for last weekend, bro. except for last Shit. week. But that's let's not overreact to that too much right now. Yeah, let's um, let's go slow. Kyler D Hop, and then like, who else would there be? Because Brady, Brady, I'd put, likes I'd to put the Dak, ball around. I'd probably put Dak and Amari up there. Dak and Amari. Back to CD too, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know the Cowboys too. They're going to spread the share or you know share some targets, but I think I would still put Amari as the number one right now at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more of the story though. That's going to be something to look out for. Rams are going to be fucking good. Um, hopefully, we're not putting too much stock in this. They did play the Bears, who are so sad. Dude, yeah. Is they that is that your sad. take? Yeah, that's my. So that's my takeaway from Week One. The Bears are sad. There's just a sad franchise to look at right now. Matt Nagy is probably one of the most incompetent co- coaches that I've ever seen. Everything that he does is just so uninspiring. Like the fourth down attempts that he had, the fourth and 15 when he could have kicked a field goal, the fourth and 10 where you know they didn't even really have a real play call. Even when he brought Justin Fields onto the onto the field, like it seemed very uninspired for what he did. He didn't really throw with him. Like when you looked at which a lot of quarterbacks split snaps this week there was a couple of a lot of guys that were coming in but like when fields came in and he had his touchdown throw that was very much a kyle shanahan designed play for fields it was a fake play action he stared down the receiver the whole time that he was going to i guarantee you that if that receiver was covered on fields touchdown throw he was either going to chuck it over him or take off um but like fields you saw none of that matt Nagy was pretty much just like yeah go out there do your thing run fast and it's just like, 
it's he, he just sucks so much. And I feel so bad for Bears fans that they even picked Fields because it just gave Matt Nagy possibly this year and another year on the job because they need to get rid of him as soon as possible. No, I mean, I agree. that In that game, especially against the Rams, I mean, I know – they were eight-point fa- underdogs, but they walked into that ball game like they had already lost. Like, yeah. the way they played, they, they're just uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Not their attitude, but their body language too. It really seemed like they were just defeated already as soon as kickoff happened. And, yeah, Matt, Matt Nagy, though, needs to go. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's rough. I feel bad for Bears fans. Even though I don't care for the Bears whatsoever, if they struggle, I could care less. But yeah. – it's been rough. No, and also too, what the fuck is up with Justin Fields' chin strap? Oh, I, that? I did actually. Bro, I think, yeah, he's sitting there looking like a fucking retard on the sidelines. Yeah, it was. I, I saw too. He had like a weird little uh, connection thing on the back that I hadn't seen before. Oh, really? As well. I'm just talking about how his chin strap just covers his entire bottom lip, and he stands here like this, like. <laughs> Dude, some people wear their so chin straps weird. Dumb. And it also blows my mind too. Peyton Manning did this. Uh, whenever you know you're in the NFL, you have access to literally whatever fucking equipment you want. But then there are some guys that have chin straps that are like the basic little white slab of leather that you get in junior high football. Like oh, still yeah. NFL players to this day still wearing that basic ass chin strap. And I'm like, dude, there are companies making padded ones that are like metal on the outside or some shit. Like. I, there's a bunch of fancy new technology for it. Some guys just get used to it. That's true. Yeah, I guess they just no, they yeah. like what they like. I, I forgot because Fields did that shit too at Ohio State. I forgot that he did that, and he looks like a fucking T Rex. Like <laughs> I didn't notice that as there. much, dude. It bothers me so much. <laughs> somebody needs to tell him. Somebody needs to go up to him on the silence, be like, "Hey, you do know you look fucking stupid, right?" He probably doesn't care, dude. I don't know. Probably not. He's like uncomfortable. speaking of quarterbacks though my next takeaway from week one is kyler murray is a legitimate mvp candidate i this was one of my questions coming into the season is whether or not kyler murray would step up his game i mean it's not like he had a bad season last year by any means he almost broke fucking a thousand yards rushing as a quarterback so I was really curious to see if he could take that next step, though, and be one of the top guys. And after that performance against Tennessee, who's not the best defense, but not the worst defense in the league, he I mean, he put on a show. Shit. He had, what, like 290 yards, five total touchdowns, like 30 yards rushing. Nothing crazy on the ground, but, I mean, finishing with five total touchdowns is a dub no matter who you're playing. I mean, so I wouldn't say, like, I, I'm not only impressed with Kyler, but I'm more impressed with Cardinals overall. You're right. Like no, you're right. Down the Titans, like Chandler it, Jones is five sacks. Um, JJ that was Watt really nice. Um, so like, I'm not really sure. The only thing that I'd be concerned is that we saw them have a hot start last year and fade down the stretch after Kyler got nicked up. So um, I think I I just see this as a team that's extremely talented. But again, we've talked about Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is going to hold them back. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That is the thing that concerns me. And that is why, for me at least, the Cardinals right now will still be a nine and eight, eight and nine, maybe a 10 and seven team at best. But I don't see them making a playoff run or anything like that, which is possibly why Kyler Murray wouldn't win the MVP because 
I know sometimes overall team success is valued uh, in that discussion, but I would I would say Kyler Murray's up there right now already. Just after week one, um, his skill set is so unique, and I know the NFL is moving towards these mobile quarterbacks as a whole, but he he's so little it doesn't make sense. You know, like he's so little. You look at him behind these giant linemen, but he just fucking his feet, dude. They move so fast. He is so his acceleration is absurd. He just can yeah. get out of any situation. His scrambling ability is top tier. He is one of my favorite players to watch. Definitely. Yeah. Him, that one play where he put it in reverse and then went to the right and then just like, I don't know, found it to, I think it was Christian Kirk for like 20 yards. It's like, how? Christian Kirk had a pretty good game. Yeah, he had an awesome game. But do you know which play I'm talking about where he was like, he's going, he bailed. And then he looped around to the left, and then he stopped super fast, put it in reverse, and then fucking flinged it. I did not see that one. No. Okay, that was probably 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 his best play of the day. Like only he can do that. I was watching uh, the Bengals game during that, but no, you're right. He does he does make some crazy plays look easy. Kind of like, of course, not Mahomes esque because Mahomes is in a league of his own, but. Kind of has a bit of that magic, you know, where you ask, like, how the fuck did he do that? Like, how did that happen? Or, you know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, so my next one um, brought up Mahomes. Chiefs are up to their same old bullshit that cost them the Super Bowl last year. And I'm not <laughs> talking about offensive line play. I'm talking about how they constantly fall asleep at the wheel and they don't do anything about it until like the third, halfway through the third quarter, and they wake up. And they're like, oh, shit, we're the Chiefs. We can win this game. And they pull some shit out of the hat, and they win the game. I mean, they did it week one because it works for works out for them in the regular season. But, like, you saw this all year last year where they were behind in games or they were, like, tight with teams that they shouldn't have been tight with. And then, like, at some point in the second half, they just kind of were like, hey, we're the Chiefs, and we're going to win this game. And they did that. But the, And they did it all year last year. And they tried to do it in the Super Bowl, but it was too late because the Bucs were better than they were that day. And – uh the Bucks were like, fuck you. No, you're not. And they didn't. And that same mentality is going to gonna stop them from going deep in the playoffs again this year. Like, I don't even think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl because of this. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That is, the Chiefs do have an uncanny ability of just pulling it out of their ass at the last minute. And I've never seen a team that does it so consistently. It's mm-hmm. like they, they don't even necessarily play down to the level because that is a thing. Sometimes good teams will play down or play up to the level of their opponent, but they don't even do that. They just play straight fucking down until, like you said, yeah, mid-third quarter, and they're like, oh, we're better than these guys. Yeah. It's, it, it, the reason why it makes me mad because they do it so much to where it's almost like hubris. Like It's almost just like excessive pride. It's like they do it because they can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, but at some point, like during the playoffs, like that's because I thought, I thought that was going to be my big thing to look out for the Chiefs that they improve upon this year. Like after they had that Super Bowl loss, they go, okay, we can't do that anymore, guys. We have to play up to our stand, like play up, play a full game of football. But no, they didn't against the Browns. Well, again, it is, it is week one, though. So these may be a bit of overreactions, but. Yeah, that is straight straight to the gun. They did it again. Yeah. They're guilty. But maybe the Browns, though, maybe it's just because the Browns are good. That might be a little bit different, that, too. That could be true, but it did feel – because as soon as they needed to turn it on, they did. Yeah, which, I mean, this sets up my next takeaway. I had – for mine is the Baker Mayfield factor will continue to haunt Cleveland for years to come. 
They will not win a Super Bowl with that man at the quarterback position. And they could probably do so with the roster and talent they have and coaching staff with half of the half of the league's quarterbacks at the helm other than Baker Mayfield. Half? That That's a bit bold. Okay. I would have to go through the list, okay? Because I, I don't know if I would say there's 16 quarterbacks better than Baker Mayfield. I just don't think Mayfield is a Super Bowl winner. I don't think he's he's the guy to lead him there. He's not the guy to win in crunch time. He's just he's not that guy, as that viral video meme says. Um, yeah, I think Baker's the ultimate competitor, which is why I'm gonna like disagree with you and say that maybe he could. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough because he's not. He's not elite. He's not an elite quarterback. I don't. I. I really don't think so. I don't know. But he's. But he's a very good quarterback in my mind. He like he's solid, and like we've seen teams win with solid quarterbacks before. I mean, you're right. Fucking Jared Goff got to a goddamn Super Bowl. So and you know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I just still I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's just I feel like he brings a curse to the team to where they will just never be able to get over that, that hump, even though they haven't gotten to the AFC championship with him, they might this year. And I don't think, I, I don't know. I just don't see it happening that, that there's really nothing much to it. I just don't see Baker winning a super bowl. I don't know. Okay. All right. And then uh, my last one is that the 2021 NFC West might be the best division in football of all time. They went 4-0 this weekend, right? Went 4-0. Um, they won pretty much all of their games handedly, um, except for, uh, well, San Francisco didn't cover because of a backdoor cover, really. That The Lions, Dude, the Lions just, are the kings of backdoor covers. <laughs> yeah, so that was just kind of like, they were blowing them out, and then they just kind of decided to start playing the game against gar- in garbage time. So I wouldn't probably put too much stock into them not covering that 8.5. But uh, yeah, they're they're all fucking good. They could all make the playoffs. But I don't even think is there still the the three wild card spots. How do they, how are we doing this? Oh, with this year the the yeah. playoff format. Yeah, I don't. I think it's two. Hold on, let me see. Twenty one NFL playoff format. Because because if that's the case, we could see the entire NFC West going to the playoffs. <laughs> Ooh, how do the 2021 playoff format work? 14, seven teams from each conference. So you have three wild cards. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would say if I had a, a week one overreaction, that's going to be each team from the NFC West is going to make the playoffs. Honestly, ironically, I think the 49ers actually might finish last in that division. And they're really good. I don't. I'm not really buying the 49ers this year. Really? I, what do you What do you think their record would be? Like, what's your record prediction for them? Dude, a lot of experts have them like 12 range. 12? Really? 12 like, wins? Yeah, like 11, 12. And like, I don't think that's crazy to think so. Because, I mean, it was really what hold, held them back last year is they just got hurt tremendously. And they're Yo, they did. now. They did just have they lost Jason Verrett, cornerback towards ACL. Oh shit. And Mostert, but Mostert's always hurt. 
Yeah, most of us literally always heard. They got Trey Sermon. Uh, who is that other guy? Elijah Mitchell, too. Mm-hmm. The, he went he went off against the Lions. He had a great game. He's yeah. probably the number one waiver wire ad for any fantasy football player this yeah, I weekend. Because I want to pick him up, but I'm like eighth in both of the leagues that I'm in right now. Yeah, I tried like, picking him up, too. Like we're not going to get him in in ours because – we're not the only way we're going to get any type of good waiver wire pickup is if we lose like six games in a row. <laughs> See, that's, that's why I like free agent bidding. That's why I like that. Everybody really? gets a budget. Yeah. For, for, for waiver wire, everybody gets a budget and it's really all just on how much you're willing to put up for the guy. I might have to look into that because sometimes the waiver wire does piss me off. Yeah. It's, but it sometimes sucks. it makes it fair, but sometimes it's like, if you're mediocre, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. Unless you make some trades that turn out in your favor, but it's like, or make the right pickup. Cause I picked up Justin Jefferson last year off a whim after really? waivers cleared. Oh, yeah. I got so lucky. Dude, I've been, I had a couple good waiver wire pickups last year. I'm blanking on them, but I don't know. I, uh, I hope we get Elijah. It's his name, Elijah Mitchell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll come away with him, but that would really help because that Latavius Murray is not, not going to be it. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not going to be it for us. No. All right, what else we got? That's uh, – oh, and I had a bonus takeaway. I don't – we don't really have to get into it too much, but I just wanted to say this. The New York Giants fucking suck. All right, that's that's all I needed to say. All right. I have way, <laughs> I have way too much riding. I have way too much money riding on the Giants right now for them to be playing like that shit, dude. Not okay. I too much invested into Giants futures bets. And I know people were probably gonna be like, oh, why would you bet on the Giants? What? Because fuck you, that's why, okay? I thought the Giants were gonna win the division and they still have a chance considering everybody but the Eagles are 0-1. Dude, they fooled me. I thought they were going to be better this year, too. Like, the Giants? Thought, yeah, because I thought they they had the Kenny Galladay signing. They got they drafted Kadarius Tony, who I really liked. And they still like, have oh. Slayton, Shepard, who aren't bad receivers by any means. Yeah. Darius Slayton so is incredibly underrated. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, yeah, cool. So Giants are, like, making all this moves because they believe in Danny Dimes, and he's finally going to make the turnaround. And this is his year. It's his prove-it year. Like, he's going to come out and kill it. Like I'd be scared. I was a little scared as a Cowboys fan, but that was a, that was that was a lie. It was cap. <laughs> it was cap. Now I mean, Cowboys looked great, even though they lost. They looked fantastic, except for Zeke. Zeke did exactly what I fucking expected him to. Yeah, he did do that. I um, love it. You get him involved more. I don't know if you just, do. Honestly, I think you can just stick to the passing game. Honestly, probably probably Tony Pollard. Honestly, <laughs> Tony Pollard. Hey, you might be better than Zeke. He might be the move going forward. I I don't know. I think Zeke will pick up, but I don't, I don't think he'll ever go back to his glory days where he once was, like at least in terms of fantasy. Probably fantasy not. value. Probably not. Now, but aside from our personal NFL week one takeaways, we took, or I say we, but Elijah took to Reddit and posted asking for people to comment some uh overreactions from week one, some hot takes, if you will. And most of the comments ended up just turning into hot takes, kind of. So we're going to make this another installment of our hot take ratings. So if you're unfamiliar with this, it's a little segment we do. Uh, We take comments from the internet, from you guys, and we rate them on a scale of one to ten if we think it's a good (laughs) hot take or not. Fucking, yeah, exactly. Let's go ahead and get into it. 
All right. Um, week one, or starting off hot, Aaron Rodgers is throwing the season. I love this take. I <laughs> fucking love it. I, I, this was the first thing I read whenever we were making the outline. I saw, uh, That was my first thought while watching the Packers game. I had yeah. 50, 50 fucking bucks on the Packers to cover against the Saints. Of course, that didn't happen. But the, my whole thought process the whole time was like, Aaron Rodgers is throwing. He does not want to be in this game. He's not playing like himself. He's literally just doing a double middle finger to the whole Packers organization right now. Yeah. Is this a 10? This is a 10. This is a 10 for me. I think this is probably going to be a 10 for me too. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, when I was making my Super Bowl pick with the Packers, I got it in my head too much that he's going to use it to be good, and I didn't consider as much that, hmm, maybe all this offseason teenage drama is going to affect the locker room. Looks like it has week one. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably get a better idea by week four <laughs> if it really has. But like, that's something to keep on because this could, I could very easily be changing my Super Bowl pick by week four because of this. Yeah, uh, and again, it's it's hard to know because it is week one, right? Like they could come out in week two and just absolutely fall out. You know, we never yeah. know. But they look like shit. They look like shit. They look um, like real <laughs> shit. They made they made the Saints look like a Super Bowl. The, the, you know, the Super Bowl defending champs. They did. Um, Lions will finish first in the NFC North. All right. I like the enthusiasm behind this take. And I, I hope it comes from a Lions fan just because otherwise it's a bit it actually delusional. came from a Niners fan. No. I swear. Yeah. No, so I'm going to. When you comment. I'm going to give this on one. I'm going to give this one a solid two out of ten. Because I don't think it's possible whatsoever. But the two is strictly because, uh, you know, the little magic for Detroit. Okay. I was going to give this one a six because I think it's kind of funny. Um, like the Man Campbell stuff. And also, like, I'm pretty sure the entire NFC North lost, right? Yeah. Yep. So they went 0-4. So it's up for grabs. And if the Packers keep on, you know, like we said, if Rodgers is really throwing the season – um then like, hey, why not the Lions? This could Dude, this could you imagine, a, bro? Yeah, this could turn into an NFC East situation real quick. If it actually started. could, it really. If the Packers don't pick up their shit, yeah, I would not be surprised if the NFC North is just a repeat of last year's NFC East. Man, Campbell is a motivator. I do love, I do love <laughs> Campbell. He's very entertaining. All right, um, Jordan Mailata uh, is the greatest Australian sports player in Philadelphia. And do you know who Jordan Mailata is? He just signed that fat deal with the Eagles, yeah. right? Left, new left tackle. Yeah, for the lineman. <laughs> I mean, I already know what this Simmons. is. I was about to say, <laughs> I already know this is referring to Ben Simmons. So for that reason, I'm going to give this one a fucking 10 out of 10. This is an yeah. anti-Ben Simmons podcast. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, I won't, I won't disgrace the 10 because this is more of a joke, but I'll give it a, I'll give it a 9. You're right, actually. I'll, sink, I'll change mine. Sink, keep, keeping the sanctity of a 10. I'll change mine to a 9. You're right, yeah. But yeah, really funny. I thought I'd put that in there. All right. Um, Rashawn Slater is going to be the best tackle in this draft class. So I guess Rashawn Slater had a really good day protecting um, Justin Herbert on Sunday. I actually – I like this take. I, I really do because I thought Rashawn Slater – was a bit. I don't know if I want to say underrated, but he fell. He did. He, he wasn't he underrated, but bit. he just he just ended up sliding a bit. Just yeah. And I don't think it was any fault of his own. I think it was more of just how 
the teams that were picking in their needs. I think he would have gotten drafted higher if the Bengals had drafted Penny Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. That's that's probably he probably would have gone up a little bit higher. Maybe even the Lions would have taken him. Maybe, but who knows? Um, he was a great pick for for LA because like um, Chase Young didn't really have much of a day. Mm-hmm. So hey, I'll give this one like a seven. Yeah, I'll I'll give that Six one an eight. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I, the it's only thing is, I'm not sure good. how Penny Sewell's been doing for the Lions. Yeah, it's just not that exciting. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, like you six. can't really compare linemen's that much. It's it's hard. Uh, Kyler Murray MVP season incoming. I already oh, wow. had this as my takeaway, so I'm going to give that one a ten. I think it's, I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know if this is no, actually nine point five. Nine point five. A perfect ten would be if Matthew Stafford was MVP, because that is the future MVP. Yeah, I'll give it an, a 7, because it's kind of... This is now more of a warm take now. Uh, but it is a little bit of an overreaction, too. So, like, 7, 8, like it's not bad. Um, all right, here's the one that's pretty spicy. Justin Jefferson is a one-season wonder. Ooh... I have been wondering how Jefferson is going to continue after that insanely hot start. That's tough. I mean, if we're talking like in terms of hot takes, that's a that's a steaming hot, boiling hot, piping hot take. Because everybody loves Justin Jefferson. I mean, like all the experts too are really high on him as well. Hmm. Yeah, he's a guy everybody loves. Um, yeah, I'm going to give that one like, a nine? Not it's not all the way. To, there's a lot of good ones in here so far. Yeah, I'm gonna give that yeah, one. I know a nine. there's no shitty ones. Yeah, we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of good responses today, and there was other ones that were basically just Reddit memes. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, yeah, I'll probably give it like a nine as well, um, just because like yeah, that is pretty steaming, and it also came from a Vikings fan. Oh really? Like yeah, because when Reddit. You comment on the NFL Reddit, you have like a flare when you comment shit. And so like you had a Vikings logo. So uh yeah. That's kind of cool. So how they do that. Oh no, it's dope. I love Reddit. I love it. I need to start using um, more. Dude, you gotta. Baby's defense is much improved and they are a playoff team. Ooh, I do think the Raiders looked a lot better than I thought they would. A playoff team, though? That's tough. Wait, who else is in their division? It's the Raiders. Uh, LA Chargers. AFC West, Broncos, right? and Chiefs. Okay, so Chargers and Chiefs are probably going. Hmm. I don't think this so. I don't, good, I don't. This is a good overreaction. It is a good I overreaction. It's a good yeah. hot take. No, so I'm going to put that at a four on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, I was thinking about a five. Okay, because, yeah. like, I, there's no way they're getting out of that division. Like, I think that the Chiefs Chiefs own that division. Well, I don't know. Raiders have squeaked out a couple wins against them. They did last year. Um, but, like, Chargers, Broncos aren't an easy out because um, of their defense. Yeah, Broncos so. actually looked way better than I thought they would in week one. And I mean, maybe that's just because the Giants took a colossal shit on themselves, but Broncos didn't look terrible. Teddy Bridgewater was slanging it. Um, yeah, for sure. And then, let's see. 
What we got here? Um, two of his college backups will both have better NFL careers than him. Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones. I really like that, actually. I, I agree. I think that I've said it before on the podcast, too. Mac Jones is going to have the best career out of any of the rookies this year. So, yeah, I, I would give that one a solid 10 because I agree with it, too. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'll give this like a 9. Um, all right, you know what? I'll give it a 10. I'll give it a 10. I'll be right there with you, too. Because, yeah, that's it's it's kind of bold, too, given his draft position and um, the fact that, uh, you know, he, he started over both these guys, like, like clearly in college. Like, he was miles better than – or he was better than both these guys while in college. But now in the NFL, it looks a little different. Like, what the hell happened? Did that? I mean, some people are really just built for college and some are built for the NFL. But it's arm strength, too. Like, his arm strength looked different in college than it has in the NFL. That's true, because, I mean, deep balls were kind of one of his fortes at Alabama. Yeah, like, the the ball placement, too. Like, I remember watching him in Alabama and just thinking, my God, this guy is so elite. Like, I can't wait to see him in the NFL. And he's been super lackluster ever since then. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It might be. Maybe it's the Miami offense. It might be the hip. That's true. That could be a bigger factor. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that as well, yeah. Some people say that's why he kind of had that slow first year was because of the hip. But, I mean, from what I hear, I didn't get to watch too much of that game. But from what I hear, it's pretty much more the same. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, you know, remember last, like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how the Dolphins are front runners to land Deshaun Watson in a trade. That would be fucking crazy. All right. And then um, last but not least, Lamar Jackson is overrated and his passing will never improve. I actually do agree that Lamar Jackson is overrated. I think he's really a good quarterback, but is he a top five quarterback? Not even close. I, I don't think so. Yeah. That So I don't know where I would rate that, though, on a scale of 1 to 10, because hmm, I don't even know if I would consider that a hot take, because a lot of people a lot of people think that he's not a passer and he never will be. Yeah, so it's like a 5 yeah, I would stick it right in the middle, like a five. But I don't yeah. disagree. I don't disagree yeah, I, necessarily. I agree with it. Yeah, I agree with it too. Um, I just think that, like, I don't know. Like his athleticism is awesome, but I think Twitter fucking jerks him off really hard. Um, yeah, social media like, loves him. Social media loves him. So does ESPN. But like, he's electric. Like you can do. Like I've said it before, you can do things with legs. Literally, no one else can. But you know, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, definitely not. That's the bottom line. All right, that's uh, that's been our hot take ratings slash overreactions. That was that all. All righty, yeah. all right. I like that segment. It's it's a nice way to to get through some differing opinions per se. Because I mean, you and I could have takes for days, but sometimes shit like this, like I would never have even thought to consider, you know, the Lions for the NFC North. But I mean, whenever you think about it. If if the if the Packers really keep shitting the bed, the Vikings didn't look so great. I don't know, and the Bears are just abysmal. So yeah. I don't know. That yeah, would be no. interesting. Reddit's great. I just got. We don't have to talk about it, but um, <laughs> somebody just commented like, "This is why Reddit's so dope." Because you get comments like this. Brandon Ayuk is being blackballed by Shanahan. He's going to demand and receive a trade soon. Um, once Debo inevitably completes his six game season. Um, yes, I drafted Ayuk as my wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy, his fantasy yeah. team. 
Uh, I, I thought Ayuk, though, I mean, just to talk about it a little bit, I thought Ayuk was going to be their guy, and he got zero fucking targets over the weekend. And they dropped 41 <laughs> points. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm glad I stayed away from him. Uh, no, but enough of uh, NFL. Plenty, plenty to talk about from week one. Very eventful. A lot going on. We're definitely going to be talking a little bit more, previewing it per se on Thursday, getting into our picks and whatnot. Also going to be recapping our first ever Taylor Fade segment, which went <laughs> went my way a little bit from what I remember. Went a lot your way. <laughs> but we'll recap that and get a little bit more into next week's NFL games on Thursday. But for now, college football as well. Can't forget about that. It's football, football, football. A lot went down over the weekend. Jacksonville State pulled off a crazy fucking miracle of an upset over Florida State with a last-second Hail Mary. Arkansas embarrassed Texas, put the horns down logo on the Jumbotron, and Ohio State got dethroned in the horseshoe by Oregon. And man, CJ, did you watch that game, the Oregon-Ohio State game? Um, I watched parts of it. Dude, CJ Verdell, the Oregon running back, is legit. He 20 carries, 160 yards, two touchdowns. He made the Ohio State defense look like shit. Yeah, he went off. Yeah. Now, yeah. Speaking of that Arkansas game, I just want to say that their quarterback, his build, reminded me of like Donovan McNabb. And it's been so long since I've seen a big body quarterback like that. Cause you're seeing all these fucking just guys who are just more like athletic and just like fast. Mm-hmm. So it, it, he looked like a quarterback straight out of 05. And it looked really fun. It like just I don't know, put a smile on my face to see like a quarterback with that type of body. Going Dude, put a him. put a smile on my face to see them hand it to the Longhorns. Kicking the Longhorns, yeah, just That's absolutely right. embarrassing them. It wasn't even a game. There were, at no point was it a close game. No, fucking. I, of course, we might be a little bit biased to TCU guys, but I love seeing that. And my favorite part about it wasn't even just that Arkansas won. It was after the game. They put the horns down logo on the jumbotron, and if you remember from last year, they actually made that. Like after complaining to the Big 12, they made that a penalty. If opposing teams did the horns down, it was going to be a penalty, which is just the softest shit in all in sports ever. So no respect to Texas for that. But that's just a little bit of a preview into what's waiting for them in the SEC where they don't give a fuck about horns down or any of their feelings. So I love it. For sure. Love for it. For sure. And then – but yeah, so I guess only other takeaway I'd have from this weekend is that Zach Evans, TC running back, is an NFL. Prospect. Oh, he is. If he doesn't go to the NFL, bro, I don't know what. I'll I'll never work in sports. Okay, okay, okay. I'm lying, but he's going to the fucking league. Like he's insane. TCU's first ever five star recruit. If you don't know the name Zach Evans, you will by the end of the season. He is one of the premier backs in the country. Deserves a lot more attention. He's the real yeah. deal. If he if he came out after this year, which he's not because he wouldn't be eligible yet, he'd be a second or third round pick. Probably. Yeah. Like he's got everything, bro. He's got burst, he's got speed, he's got power, he's got elusiveness, he can Vision, pass block. The only everything. thing that I need to see more out of him is just more pass catching. And I think the reason too that we haven't seen more pass catching is because TCU runs uh you know a running back by committee. So they always work in like D Mercado. It is it need, is kind of stupid. We need to give that shit up real quick. We need to feed him the rock. Just give him 20 carries a game. Because before this game against Cal over the weekend, Zach Evans, his highest carries in a game, I think, was 14. 
yeah. or 12, yeah. something like that. Then he's yeah, in. give him 20. Give him 20 carries that, a game. That's that's over. That's over with. Feed him the rock. Because like, he handled anytime, it. He dude, handled it so well. Dude, anytime he came in, like it was a guaranteed like first down. If like nah, feed him the rock. Yeah, he's absolutely insane. Be on the lookout for the name Zach Evans. But speaking of TCU, speaking of the Big 12, we just mentioned Texas departing for the SEC. We well, of course we talked about it a while ago when all that first went down with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, but we have yet to give our take on the Big 12 expansion. So about this past week, the Big 12 formally extended invitations to four schools, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, and these four schools have been invited to join the Big 12 and expand. Uh, BYU is going to be joining in 2023 while the other three schools are no later than July 1st of 2024. How that works, I have absolutely no idea. I don't understand if BYU is coming one year sooner or how it's going to work whenever Texas and Oklahoma leave. I really don't have the answer to that. I tried to figure it out, but there's no concrete explanation anywhere. So all you know is that new teams are coming to the Big 12. Big 12 is expanding. Um, so Elijah, what is your take? Not so much from a, a TCU perspective, but from a college football as a whole perspective, what's your take on this move? How is it going to affect everything? So um, we kind of talked about this a little bit the other day, but like it's going to be the Power Four conferences. The era of Power Five is dead at this moment in time now. Um, and it's going to be like Power Four group of six. But the Big 12 is going to be the best damn group of six school out there. Also, too... It might even, the more I kind of think about it, the more I'm like trying to hype myself up about it and like talk myself into it. We might even be able to compete with the Pac 12. Like, cause we're adding good schools. Like, Cincinnati's really good right now. Hopefully, they can keep that momentum up in a couple of years. I don't know. They got to keep, they got to hold on to Luke Fickle, their coach. They yeah, got to hold on oh, to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. USC's UFC, going after, USC's going after them hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, UFC has been good for a couple of years now. BYU has always like fielded a pretty good team. Um, Jaron Hall, did you watch him play in the Holy War this weekend? I did not know. He's pretty. Their quarterback right now is pretty fucking good. He plays just like Zach. Plays just like Zach Wilson. And then um, Houston. I mean, Houston has had pretty good teams in the past couple of years. Good basketball program. Like from what I understand, phenomenal. They're like top ten recently, Houston. Yeah, they, were they a two seed? Yeah, in basketball, they're really good right now. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. fuck yeah. So like, that keeps up our us being a good basketball conference, even though this might upset some people, but I really don't give a shit about college basketball. Um, oh, that hurts me, bro. I love college I know. basketball. That's why I said some people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, nah, like, like it could be worse. You know what I'm saying? Like it. This isn't for like. It's from a TCU perspective, like going back on it, like it could be worse. Like, I feel like this will continue to be a competitive football division. And we're adding quality programs, like from teams that we could have added from the group of five um, and outside, uh, we picked the right teams. I, I agree with that um, in the sense that we did expand with good programs. They're all on an upward trajectory. BYU has always kind of been a good football program. 
Um, but kind of on the back burner of stuff. They had a few good years back in the Mountain West before they were independent. But yeah, BYU is a good school. Cincinnati, especially, they've had a lot more media attention on them. UCF, you know, their 2017 national championship, um, their football team. But then again, you look, they look like good programs, but their level of competition that they've been going up against has not been anywhere near what other Big 12 schools have been facing. So that's where my concerns come in. That's true. It's true. Is, TCU I don't, did have a rough couple of years. First yeah, entering. So I think that will – there's, of course, going to be a bit of a transition period. And it may be different, too, now that there is no Texas and there is no Oklahoma. Um, not so much for Texas, but Oklahoma for the newcomers, that would have been an automatic loss in the column. That would have been an automatic L in the L column. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Overall, I'm not a big fan. Like you did say, though, that it is growing on you. The more you think about it, the more you look at it, the more you think like this won't be the end of the world. And you're right. That is kind of how I've you know, processed this in the last few days is it won't be the end of the world. But I am a bit concerned about non-revenue sports um, for the schools in the Big 12 because I know the Big 12 annual revenue was close to $40 million uh, for the universities just from you know being a member of the conference. And that goes a long, long way for the soccer program, the swimming and diving program. Uh, I don't know. A couple schools in the Big 12 have gymnastics teams, stuff like that. And so I think those might struggle because our revenue is probably going to go down a little bit without Texas and OU. And that that whole idea of the power four versus group of six, that's what really scares me about it is – you know, you look at TCU in particular, we can do kind of a case study on TCU. They went from the gutter, Mountain West, absolutely no respect, and they finally made it. They finally made it into the Big 12. They were in the limelight of college football, and then now it's all crashing and burning after just a decade, right? So I would hate to see everything that has been worked up for the Big 12 to now just drop to this a group of six type conference. I would hate to see it. You're right. They may compete with the Pac-12. And for basketball-wise, I think this actually might be better um, basketball-wise. I think Cincinnati is a top 25 team year in and year out for basketball. Houston has been a top 10 team for the last three years or so. Uh, BYU is a tournament team every single year. And, and then what else? UCF. UCF has won the NIT recently. They have a few conference appearances or tournament appearances. So... Basketball-wise, I think it's great. But one thing I am looking forward to is I think – I'm rambling a bit on it now, so I'll wrap it up. But TCU, I think, could dominate the new Big 12 for football. TCU could become the king of the Big 12, like we see OU is now. I really think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we could. We have the potential to do it. And, like, I don't know. Maybe we could turn that into a recruiting tool and we step up our recruiting game and get some more – I don't know. It's hard to see, but I'm I'm, I'm interested to see where we go, where this goes in the long run, mm-hmm. um, for how like this all turns out. But I think it could turn out to be an okay thing. Like I said, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't think it'll I be the end of the world yeah, now. I don't think it's gonna be a great thing, but I don't think it's gonna be a terrible thing. And I think we're still gonna be get able to see like pretty decent football, and we still get to see some rivalries that we like, you know, between TCU and Baylor. That is the benefit, you know, rivalry stay. We do get to k- keep like the close away games because that is one thing 
about modern college football that makes it's just like everybody forgets about geography like geography just doesn't real. matter yeah so it's going to be nice that you know tech is still going to be playing oklahoma state baylor against tcu you know all these teams that have been playing each other now for over a decade year in year out they've developed rivalries the fans want to play them they get used to it kind of so but it'll also be nice to change it up i mean how you know how entertaining can it be to play the same nine teams every single year? So now this is four new games on the schedule. Yep. All right. Yeah. That's but yeah, this new Big Twelve. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm I'm just nervous. I really hope it works out. We got a long ways to go until anything ever is in play. So maybe we'll talk about this again in, in 2023 or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, but for now, we're gonna wrap up the episode with some love it or loathe it if you guys saw thursday's episode we switched it up now we are doing on thursday we end the episode with uh fade it or what is it called taylor Taylor fade Fade. taylor Taylor fade Fade. where basically elijah and i just read off each other's picks and we decide if we're gonna tail or fade one another um and this is love it or loathe it you don't know what this is by now you should We go through these, we fire off rapid topics in the sports world at one another, try and go through these as quickly as possible. We love it. We're going to stop, talk about it, loathe it. We'll just move on. So you, yeah, here, actually, you go ahead and take the first batch because I'm gonna, I want to do the, the soccer one. So All right. first things first, Mercer scored as many points. Actually, Mercer scored more points on Alabama than Miami did. Um, <laughs> loathe it, but that's hilarious. All right. The 2011 NL MVP Ryan Braun announces his retirement from baseball. Um, loathe it, PEDs. <laughs> hey, he got, he was proven uh, innocent, right? He was? I don't yeah. So. There was like, hey, it was. I'm pretty sure he did a lot. I forgot. What did I read today that it said like about his case? Let me find it. So it said, leaving the door broken. Da, 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 da. He, he won his appeal based on admittedly false claim that his sample was tampered with. Oh. I don't know. There's just a bunch of drama around it. But all right, moving on. Uh, Jameis Winston becomes the first player in NFL history to throw for five touchdowns with less than 150 passing yards. Yeah, I love this. This is uh, That's a crazy stat. And I think the craziest part about this stat line is that Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns and threw zero interceptions. That honestly is crazier. Yeah, it's a new Jameis, bro. It's a new Jameis. It's a new Jameis. All right. Reports are saying that the Bears do not want to roll with Justin Fields as the starter until at least week four. I love this. Um, I think I said this was like my time frame was around week four. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes me feel big brain, galaxy brain. And also just the Bears are sad. Pitiful right now. Bears are sad. All right. All right. Uh, Manchester United uh, lose to Young Boys FC in the opening match of the Champions League. I love this. So Champions League got started today. There were a few big games. Uh, Nothing crazy, though, because it's mostly just these giant teams like Man U playing shitters. But main reason I love this is because who the fuck names their team Young Boys FC? It's one of the weirdest names in all of sports. It's kind of a small club in Switzerland. They never win anything. They're never really relevant. But they were plus 700 underdogs today against Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo scored. Doesn't fucking matter. 
Don't know how they did it, but Young Boys FC won, and I love it. I think it's always a good time seeing Man U lose. All right. <laughs> um, the opening match – oh, wait, no, sorry. Jake Paul says he wants to fight Jorge Masvidal next. Oh, I love this one too. I find this pretty ironic considering Jorge Masvidal was on Jake Paul's side, like basically riding his dick the entire time before the Ben Askren fight. He was literally saying how, oh, Jake Paul is a real fighter. He can he can do this. So now what's going to be really curious to see is if they do end up fighting, what the press conferences are going to be like. Because if he talks any shit like, oh, you're just a fake boxer, there's literally video clips of him saying all this really good shit about Jake. So I don't know. That's going to be weird to pan how it pans out. Would you fade Jake Paul again? I'm going to fade Jake Paul until the day I die, bro. I'm, I don't Just care. Just keep on doubling up until you get your money back. Exactly, dude. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think that, I don't know. Jorge Masvidal is not that crazy. So I want to see him fight a boxer, bro. Yeah. A real boxer. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. nice. Um, Josh Gordon to be reinstated by the NFL again. I love it, bro. I love it, love it, love it. Josh Gordon, the icon, bro. He, man, there's one story I saw. He said that he was making $10,000 a day out of his dorm, not a day, but $10,000 a month out of his dorm selling weed at Baylor. And he showed up to every college football game crossed. So mad respect for Josh Gordon for being able to drop 1,000 receiving yards while fucking high out of your mind. Aaron Gordon uh, signs a $92 million extension deal with the Nuggets. I'm going four for four on Lovitz this week. Uh, I, I really like this deal for the Nuggets. I think it was a great trade whenever they landed Gordon originally. So I think this is a win. You know, Gordon's got a few years in his prime. This is, this is a win for the Nuggets. And for Gordon, shit, he got paid. All right. Well, that's all we got for today's episode. On Thursday, we are going to be getting in, making our picks and whatnot for College Football Weekend, NFL Weekend, more so of a preview type episode. But for now, that's all we got. And be on the lookout. A lot of updates coming with GTD Sports, a new podcast on the horizon. Um, no official name yet, but it will be a hockey podcast. So stay on the lookout. Got some new writers coming. So check out our blogs, gtdsports.com for all of that. And uh, that's all we got for this week. So see you all on Thursday.